0: Is that you have to you have to become a giver and not just listen. You don't just give when you see somebody in need. Yes, that's a part of it. That's a that's a, 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 a piece of giving. But also understand that whenever the Holy Spirit moves on you, I tell people. That you have to understand with the spirit of God Don't, and whatever God's spirit Impresses upon you to give, give that Don't give no more, don't give no less I'm not one of them preachers gonna get up there and say I got 15 people in here that got $20 I just, I just don't do that I ain't got no problem with them casting do That's what they do, that's not what I do Amen, I tell you let the spirit of God Lead you, If the spirit of God Has been leading you to give $2 dollars for the last 20 years And God bless you and where he has you at Amen I had to be careful, Pastor Douglas. So I used to come to church with pocket full of money. Every time I came, the Lord would tell me, Give everything you got. Yeah. I'm like, Lord, you know how much I got in my pocket today. <laughs> yeah. and he said, reach in your pocket and give everything you yeah, got. But it never fails. Yeah. That was even a time when I was a college student that if I didn't have money, I would take off a watch. I would and I got big feet, but I would ask the man "I God, I man, what size shoe you wear? I got 14, but if you can wear them, you can have them. Okay. Amen. I,
1: mean, I just want to have a
0: seat. Yeah, see, some of us can't get a harvest because you ain't got no. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot have a harvest without a seed. Amen. Let me, you stop. First Samuel, first Samuel 16. Y'all leave me alone. I got to get through this part right here. First Samuel chapter 16. Uh, let me bless God again for the man of God to all of you who belong to this wonderful body. I hope I didn't skip over anybody. God bless you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to uh, uh, to be able to shout the word of God and to just drop a seed into you uh, as to what the Lord has been impressing upon me for this house, amen I'm not one of those people that believes I show up, I don't preach programs amen, let me just say that before we get into this, because I don't preach programs, because I preach I, I give what the Holy Spirit gives me I lay before him and when he tells me something, then I go with that I don't, I don't, I don't. it's a past appreciation it's church anniversary, I come to preach the word of God, amen Amen. All that other stuff, y'all have had it, I love it, God bless it, but I can't deliver a word. Amen? Amen? Amen. First Samuel chapter 16, verses 11 through 23. And uh, I'm going to try to get through all of this, I may skip around a little bit for the sake of time, but I, I want to definitely make sure that we pay attention to each verse because there's so much, there's such richness in this text that I don't want to skip and miss anything. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you'll give me about 25 or 30 minutes, I may get to talking fast, but I'm trying to get you out of here. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 11 through 23. If you have it, say, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. Verse twelve, and he sent and brought him in. and Now he was ready and withal of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look uh, to look to. And the Lord said, Arise and anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servants said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God hath troubled thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp. And it shall come to pass, when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servant, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of his servants, said, I know somebody. I have seen the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is a cunning in playing and mighty, valiant man, and a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Wherefore Saul sent messages unto Jesse and said, Send me David, thy son, which is the sheep, which is with the sheep. And Jesse took an ass laden with bread, and a bottle of wine, and a kid, and sent them by David his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and became his alma bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David stay with me a little while, because he's found favor in my sight. Verse 23, was will sum it up, he says, And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul. Then David took a harp. And played with his hand, So Saul was refreshed. Somebody say refreshed. Refresh. And was well and was well and was well. And the evil spirit departed from hell. I would like to entitle this message this afternoon. My time is now. My time is now. If you would just. Lay hands on yourself and declare out of your own mouth that my time is now. Let me just take a moment and tell you this that you'll never live above your confession. If you don't have anything coming out of your mouth, God has nothing to manifest. You have to be careful of the words that you release out of your mouth. Uh, you have to be careful, or oh, you make me sick. You have to be careful. Saying things like that because uh, death and life is in the power of your tongue. Yeah. And when yeah. you begin to release words into the atmosphere, everything in the atmosphere goes to work to bring to pass what you say. Yeah. So you have to be careful. Man, you've got to be careful of the things. So when I say that uh, I need you to lay hands on yourself, I need you to first and foremost believe what you're saying. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. My time yeah. is yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Man. 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 My time to prophetically say to you that your time is now. We look at uh, David who is considered by many to be uh, one of the greatest kings, if not the greatest king uh, in the history of Israel. David is credited with many um, great battles. David is credited with uniting the kingdoms, Judah and Israel. He's credited with bringing them back to one. He's credited with uh, doing many, many valiant, great things for God. He's also uh, taking his fair share of lumps and bruises. Uh, but it seems that more time than not, we oftentimes focus on David's bad stuff and his mistakes. Uh, rather than his successes. Yeah, I I, I thought that there would be a few more people that could understand and sympathize uh, with folks uh, who uh, maximize your minuses and minimize your pluses. People that celebrate your demise and hate on your rise. I thought that we'd have more people that understand that there's a lot of people that are not pulling for you to win there are people who I don't care how long you get saved, they're always gonna be them folks. Yeah, but I remember when. Yeah, people it is it's unfair that people won't allow you the opportunity to grow and change. And the problem, Pastor Douglas, is that I find that most of these people are in church. Yeah, I, I, I just I just have a problem with folks that won't allow people to grow. Now, I've had people come to church and come into ministry and people know them previously. And then come to me and say, man, you got to watch them, you know what I'm saying? You got to watch them because you just don't know. Give them the same grace that was afforded to you when you came out of the world. Don't don't just bring me negative stuff about people and you have not given them an opportunity. Let me find out for myself yeah, if whether or not what they're doing is true. And so we find ourselves today dealing with David, but I want to today focus on some positive stuff. About David. Because at the end of the day, whatever he was not uh, is up between him and God. But what he is is a man that's after God's own heart. What he is is a real shepherd. The Bible says, as we get into this thing, that uh, David was keeping his father's sheep. In verse 11, And the uh, scriptures of the verses prior to verse 11, the Bible says that Samuel came to anoint a new king. The problem is that there's already a king, but God has rejected Saul. And in the beginning of this chapter, God asked Samuel, how long are you going to mourn for Saul? I need you to go down to the house of Jesse and find me a new king and you'll find Around verse 10, that Jesse made all seven, or Samuel made all seven of Jesse's sons to pass before him, but the oil would not flow. Yeah, it's important that you understand that you can never be successful in another man's assignment. God, if he anointed you for it, yeah, that means that the promotion that somebody got over you wasn't yours in the first place. Because they cannot be successful in your assignment. That's where we begin to sing the song, What God has for me, it is. Yeah, so you can't be upset because you didn't get the position or somebody else got it over you. You just have to understand that sometimes God can see farther than you. Yeah, I, I was, can I just take a, a time out for just a moment and say that there are some things that I'm glad that God was able to see farther up the road than I was. There's some stuff that he adverted and 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 still be clear that I thought I wanted that day. But when it got on down the road, I said, thank God. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, 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 you allow me to be missing for just one second. I, you, ever, you ever seen somebody you dated before and you, know, you didn't know, you asked yourself, what in the world was I thinking? I, Yeah, yeah, when you was talking to them, they was fine. And somehow, you don't don't know what happened, but you see them five, ten years later. And yeah, when y'all broke up, you didn't know how you were going to get over it. But yeah, you see them now, and you just got thank you. God, thank you. You knew better than I did. God, thank you. I thought that's what God Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we understand then, watch this, that uh, David is the forgotten one. Because the Bible says that Samuel made Eliab and Abinadab and Shammah pass before him. And uh, he asked Jesse, he said, Do you have any more sons? That's why, that's why. Uh, he added, because the oil didn't flow on any of them and I heard God specifically say that I'm supposed to find the next king in this house and Jesse says well there is one more now theologians have studied and said that uh, some have come to a conclusion that David was possibly an outside child yeah yeah, I like it when they don't say amen gives me an opportunity to don't act like we don't know about We don't know about that. And it seems like sometimes that those that are forgotten about are the ones that God uses. They're the ones that are looked over and stepped over. The ones that nobody thought would be anything. He wasn't even fit to come to stand before Samuel. But God says there's one that you forgot that I haven't forgotten. Yeah, I wish I was talking to some folk that knew what it was like to be the underdog. That knew what it was like your whole life. You had to fight my whole life. I had. Yeah, I wish you was somebody who understood what it was like. Are you used to having to fight for your life? Because you grew up fighting. You can't through fighting. And everything that you ever got, you had to fight for. So fighting ain't nothing new to you. So when they call David, you got to understand, though, that when you come before the prophet, you're supposed to dress yourself up. But David, it comes from uh, uh, smelling like the sheep. He, Hadn't had a chance to take a bath. He hadn't had a chance to clean himself up But God says, that's the one I want He says, I want the one that Everybody else has rejected I want the one that everybody else has looked over I want the one that came from the outside I want the one that don't nobody Think about, because when I take The one that don't nobody worry about And I exalt him, it gives me More glory Because we have a tendency yeah, when you already got it, uh, God starts doing stuff. Yeah, you have a tendency to say, that I got here on my own. Yeah. yeah, but there's some of us that understand that it mean, was not for the Lord who was on our side. See, so you don't understand. Yeah, you're looking at me now, but you don't know the story. You don't know yeah, the, the, the hard times that I had to go through. You don't know the bad times, of the hungry nights. You don't know the lonely nights. And, yeah, you ain't never had to pull up to the gas station and dig down in the cushion of your seat for chair don't get mad at me when I charge you five, six hundred dollars to come preach. You don't understand where God brought me from. Yeah, there's some of us who understand, though, what it's like to be left out and forgotten about. He says, man, don't you, you ain't got nobody else. This all won't flow. It won't flow on anybody else. He said, do you have another son? The Bible says "Yeah." There's one more that keeps the sheep. Samuel said, go get it. Yeah, my time is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this thing. Yeah, God's called. He said, go get it. Yeah. He said, we ain't going to sit down until he comes." Yeah, because what's this understanding? Yeah, they honoring him by saying, we won't even sit until the one that will send it for is coming. Yeah, but see, when God, when you've been dishonored for so long, God will make the people that dishonored you, honor you. Yeah, we ain't going to start nothing until he gets here. And so he says, he says, sis, I got to hurry through this. He says that we won't sit down until he come in. And the Bible says that when he came in, in verse 12, Yeah, he was a a good-looking fella. He was a young kid. Theologians say that he was between the ages of 15 and 16. And the Bible says that the Lord said, now watch this, because before this, God hadn't spoken to Samuel since he left where he was. But when he sees David, he says, That's him! That that, that thing got good to me. Yeah, he ain't said nothing. But when David shows up, he said, Now you notice I didn't say nothing when the mother was standing before you. But when he came in, God said, That's him. I don't want you to make no mistakes about it. I don't want you to think that he does because how he looked. I've spoken. Wow. You got to understand something. It don't matter how you look, it don't matter what you've been through, don't matter that you've been forgotten about. God said something. That's him. Yeah. yeah can I observe notice on you? Don't matter about your vernacular. Don't matter about how intelligent. To paint You got to catch this He covers him In the oil The anointing Is the unction To function It's God's Go ahead boy Yeah because you have to understand That without the anointing You just wasting your time You got a lot of people that are gifted But are not anointed But don't have the anointing. I need people. I need people that sing and preach, and just from the singing and preaching, God, chains begin to break up. Strongholds are destroyed. I need people that can preach and teach under the anointing of God. The Bible says that He anointed him, and when He anointed him, He did so. You got, you got to catch this in the midst of His brotherhood. Yeah, don't think that that's not important. Yeah, because he's standing before them all dirty and unclean. But the oil flow. Yeah, because watch this. I need to. Can I paint a picture for you then? Because that was another who stood before us, dirty and unclean, and painted us. Washed us as dirty as we were. He called us to come in and when we came in. The Bible says that though our sins be as scorned, they shall be as white as snow. Look at somebody and tell him, He washed me. And so the Bible says he did so in the midst of his brethren. Now you got to understand something: that God is sending a message here that you forgot about him. But that's my boy. Yeah, you might not be popular, but you are anointed. I've come to the conclusion that it's it's, as a matter of fact, you—if you are anointed, you can look to be unpopular let me just take a time out right here and just serve notice on some of you that are looking to get into ministry. If you're looking to get into ministry and you're looking to be popular, you're looking into the wrong business. You're looking into the wrong endeavor because the truth of the matter is when you begin to tell people what God said, people are not going to like you. As a matter of fact, if you got into the ministry for your church to be full, you got into the wrong thing because the truth of the matter is when you begin to tell the truth, Pastor Doug is people going to stop coming to your church. When you start telling people how they're supposed to live and what thus says the Lord, they're not going to want to come to your church. To this thing looking to be popular As a matter of fact look for the preachers To start talking about you Look for the people that share the same bond as you To start talking about you That's why he anointed him In the presence of his brethren Because he wanted them to know That you forgot about him but I anointed you. Uh, you forgot it but I anointed him Look at somebody tell them I ain't forgotten Yeah in the mind of God You might have forgot about me yeah, but God hmm, didn't forget. You got to catch this thing. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord uh, came upon David. Hmm. The Spirit of the Lord came upon David. The word came here is the Greek word or the Hebrew word rather, select. You've got to catch this. And it means to advance, to prosper, to make progress, to make succeed, to bring to successful issues. you got to catch it. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David. Before this, he's a shepherd boy field, yes, keeping the sheep. Yes, the spirit of the Lord comes upon him Come on now. to advance him, yes, sir. Yes, sir. to prosper him, yes, sir. Yeah. to make him progress, yes. and to bring him to some successful issues. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Let me help you with this. Pastor Douglas, God has an assignment for us. Yes. Yes. God is not planning us In communities where people are affluent. He's not putting us in places where there's already light because light does not drive out light. Light drives out darkness. But what we have now are a bunch of feel-good preachers that only want to preach if the house is full. Only want to preach if the people paying a certain amount but God needs some people that he can cause to prosper. Some people that he can cause to progress. And he's going to put you in the middle of some uncomfortable situations. Some situations where your people can't read, Some situations where they can't understand. But he's going to give them understanding through you. Hey, I've been hearing all these rumors about preachers walking away. Talking about it's getting too hard. You weren't called in the first place. Who said it was going to be easy? Who said it was going to be easy? Who told you that you was going to get easy? Who told you it was fun? He said this right here is labor. So he's causing, watch this, you got to catch this. He's going to cause everything. This is what we call supernatural ability. Uh-huh. What you can't do on your own. Yeah. God, thank you. God ain't bringing you to some mountains. Oh to some stuff that you can't move. All right. On your own. Yes. But the spirit of God. Yes. Is going to cause you to prosper. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On your own you couldn't do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But with the action you go through it. couldn't make it on my own but with the spirit of God on me. Now look at somebody and tell them I can make it. Can make it. Watch this. Yeah. I'm going to give you two definitions of this. word. to come. Came and we're going to move forward. The first it means to push forward. Say push forward. He means to push forward. The second definition means to rush. Yeah. Y'all, oh God, this? Yeah. To push forward and to rush. Samuel calls him from the field anoints him with oil the spirit of the Lord comes upon him to push him and to rush him in verse 14 y'all about to miss this that y'all guilty to left Saul. Uh Now you got to catch this pastor because the spirit don't leave until David is anointed. Uh, God is the only boss that'll fire you and let you keep working. He rejected him in verse 1. He didn't take his spirit from him until 14. And he didn't take it until he had an anointing that could deal with the spirit. All right. So watch this, watch this. He says that the evil spirit from the Lord, watch this in verse 15. You gotta catch this. And the servants of Saul said to him, Behold, yet yeah, that the evil spirit from God troubled thee. You gotta be careful letting servants talk to kings. Yeah, because let, let me say this. Because the confusing part for us as church is, we'll say, well, the Bible says the evil spirit came from the wrong That's what the servants say. You got to be careful hanging out with the servants. Yeah, you remember the prodigal son. The older brother was the one who was hanging out with the servants and found himself talking like the servants. Right. Samuel didn't say that it was from the Lord. It says that the servants told the king. Yeah. Oh, okay, The servants yeah. gonna tell the king. you said, how we say the servants yeah. gonna tell the king. How yeah. you gonna be a servant? And tell the king what's going on with me. That's what's been happening in church. You got pastors and preachers, evangelists, prophets, and apostles, bishops, and elders who think like servants and trying to tell you how to live like a king. I can get real messy right now, but we're just going to fast forward. Holy Spirit just going to rush you. Anybody preach to me? Yeah, because if faith comes by hearing, so does fear. And you have people preaching to you that's preaching fear into you, thinking that God can't heal your cancer, thinking that God can't heal your high blood pressure, thinking that God can't take care of your diabetes, and so you think that you got to live with it for the rest of your life.
1: When God said, "It is my will by my stripes."
0: Okay. And so He says, "So let me rush in." So the evil spirit comes immediately. Man, that's a rush. I just started yesterday. You got me coming before the king already? Watch what it says. Watch what it says. Uh, And the servant said to him that you have an evil spirit in verse 15, verse 16. Yeah. And so he said, watch this. We can't move until you command us. Now we've given you advice, but we can't do nothing until you command us. Y'all see how backwards that is? They're they're telling him they've diagnosed the problem. Now they're going to say, but well, we can't move to you, tell us to. So he said, Watch this. And they answered, uh, they said unto him, look, give us a command and let us go out and find a man who can play the harp. And what's going to happen is when the evil spirit from God comes upon you, that he plays, that all will be well with you. And so in verse 18, uh, uh, 17, Saul said to his servants, provide me now a man that can play. Verse 18 says, you got to catch this that one of the servants said, Behold, I have seen a son. Yes, 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 yes. I saw somebody uh-huh. who was a son of Jesse. Uh-huh. He's a cunning player. Uh-huh. He's a valiant man. Uh-huh. He's a man of war. He's prudent. He's a cunning person. And God is with you. Yeah. He just walked uh-huh. down yeah. Yeah. David's resume." His own daddy don't even know him that well. His own brothers don't know him that well. But this servant saw him play. And from seeing him play, he concluded that he's brave, he's a warrior, he's a shepherd, he looked good, he got good speech, and he's anointed. God about me. I'm going to talk to you. Of all the people in Bethlehem that play the harp, you mean to tell me that this servant only knows David? Of all of the people that he I know somebody. Now watch his man. Man this dude. He can play. He's gifted. I ain't never seen him do nothing but play the harp. But he's brave. He's a warrior. David hadn't been in the battle a day in his life at this point. But when God steps in. He'll give you positions. That you are not qualified for. I wish I had somebody here that was believing God for miracles. Stuff that you ain't qualified for. I begin to tell people at my church look, start applying for jobs that you ain't qualified for. I know they're asking for a master's degree, but you have a master's degree. Start applying for stuff that you don't even qualify for. And watch the favor of God begin to open doors because you stepped out on faith. And God began to bless people, and they begin to make uh, uh, exception for folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David's not even qualified. You're a shepherd boy. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Let me finish. Shepherd boy. But this servant says to him, man, I know somebody. The Bible says, and wherefore Saul said, watch this in verse 19, he said to Jesse, he says, send me your son David who's with the sheep. Send me the shepherd boy. Watch how God begins to open doors. Send me the one That's brave. Send me the warrior. Send me the one that speaks well. Send me the good looking, gifted shepherd boy that the Lord is with. Send me him. Send me the one that you've forgotten about. The name of David means beloved or beloved. Send me the one that you forgot about, but God named him beloved. Send me the one whose name means beloved. Send me the one that's brave, the warrior that speaks well, good looking, gifted shepherd with a good heart. Send me the one that the Lord is with. Send me him. Can you imagine the look on Jesse's face? Because Jesse probably thought it was a game. Yeah, you're going to call this boy from out there with the sheep. I got all these other sons that are brave and good warriors. And you telling me the Lord going to take my youngest boy, the one that I don't, I don't even want to tell his mama he ain't mine. I don't even want to talk about it. You're going to use him. And then he gets a message from King Saul. And Saul says, send me the one that you forgot about. Yeah, I wish I had some folk in here to understand what it was like to go up without your real father, but your heavenly father. I said, man, you ain't got to talk back to me. I can yeah. talk to myself. Yeah, to understand that your earthly father forgot about you, walked out on you, but your heavenly father stepped in. Yeah, the one that forgot about you, but now God says, I remember you. I anointed you. I knew you before I formed you in the womb. I knew you and ordained you as king. When they were forgetting about you, I watched you out there being faithful when nobody else was looking. I watched you show up to work on time notice. I watched you putting in overtime when everybody else was going home early. I watched you in your time yesterday. why well, you ain't got to worry about impressing people because you have to understand that the Lord is watching you and you ain't being faithful. Do what you do unto the Lord, not unto man. You got to show up in the name of one or two people the Bible study because God is looking. You got to show up. I drive an hour and 20 minutes on Wednesday. Sometimes I show up in the name of three people there. I close my eyes and preach like I'm at the potter's house because God said if you be faithful over a few things. Yeah, 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 right. So you've been out there keeping the sheep seen, son, that you've been faithful. I'm going to prove to you that he's been faithful. Watch this. Let's move through this thing then. Saul sent him. So in verse 20, Jesse gathers up some stuff, sends it to Saul. The Bible says in verse 22 that he says uh, to Jesse, I need you to let the boy stay with me a little while because he's found favor with me. Somebody say favor. favor. Because see, your gift will take you there, but favor has to keep you. Your favor will open doors that no man can close. That's why I'd rather have the favor of God than silver and gold. Because favor will cause people to speak your name but make your name taste like honey on their lips. Favor will let your enemies bow before you. Favor will make people that don't stand you begin to talk well about you. Favor will make people that walk down on you and turn their back begin to say that I can't help but to acknowledge that the Lord is with you. Favor will make people that forgot about you begin to remember you. Favor will make the same people that cursed you begin to bless you. Favor will make people that took for you begin to give to you. I'm just talking about Watch this, because it's the good part to me. When the evil spirit came upon Saul, he began to get an attitude. <laughs> now you got to understand this. Let me take just a moment and talk about this. Cause we may not understand what was going on with Saul because it wasn't like a visible change, but his attitude changed. That's right. That's right. That's right. Let <laughs> me be messy, Y'all just say amen, so thank you for the opportunity. So you got to understand some of y'all got mood swings. <laughs> Swings it up and down and round and round and don't you don't even know what's going on with you. Yeah, you bipolar, schizophrenic, all that kind of stuff. You're taking pills and they don't diagnose you. You up one minute, down the next. Happy one minute, the next. Inside, outside. I feel good. I'm upset. Hey, you got. That's a spirit. Yeah. I want to talk about that. You got lot of moves going on. Yeah, depending on how your day goes, I'm just having a bad day. I matter oh, how my day goes. Yeah, this is still the day that the Lord has made. My mood never changes. I, I do have some bad days. I do have some days that I could complain. I do have some days that I could have a bad attitude. But I choose to magnify the Lord. Yeah, because regardless of my circumstances, I come to the conclusion that God is still Good. It does not matter how my day goes. Watch this. So the Bible says, let me finish this thing out for you. The Bible says that whenever David played that Saul was refreshed. Somebody say ministry. ministry. Because even though he's anointed king, David still finds himself having the anointing and still being humble enough to beat Saul's armor about. Yeah, so you got some people that are anointed but don't know how to serve. Yeah, the Bible says that yeah. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 20, if you want to be great, then you got to learn how to humble yourself and serve. The greatest amongst you will learn to serve the others. You got some people that just want to be served, that They just want to be, have people weigh on them hand and foot. but like I tell people I tell, I'm 38 years old, I don't need no armor power. I can carry my own bag, I can carry if I need something, I can go get it. I ain't saying not to do something for your pastor. I'm just saying if the sheep are serving the shepherd more than the shepherd serving the sheep, then something is wrong. Yeah. Yes. 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 Just say, "Hold hey, this one." <laughs> say amen just say hard to swallow. I told you before I started, it's hard to swallow. I'm just saying if the Bible says that Jesus, the purpose that he came was to serve and not to be served then what makes me think that I can stand up here because I got a title and tell people to wait on me hand and foot? I came to serve! Yeah. Yeah. Right. Amen. I come to amen! It was him that watched the disciples' feet, not the come other way down. around. Yeah, we, there was times that he would allow people to minister to him but he wanted to send a clear message that I didn't come for you even though I am the king, I am Lord of all, king of kings I didn't come for you to wait on me but I came to see, what I could do and so the Bible says that David understood ministry, the second thing that David understood was seasons because I may have the anointing but it may not be my season people who don't understand seasons are haters wow you, you begin to hate because you don't understand that it's not your time to shine. The truth of the matter is that the sun never goes down. The sun has 12 hours to shine. And the earth rotates on its axis. And then it's the moon's turn to shine. Every once in a while, you got to be willing to step back and let somebody else shine. don't mean that you don't shine, you just shine over there and let them have their time. Somebody say season. It might not be your time to be on TV. Ain't your time to be on the radio. Ain't your time to sing a song. You can't celebrate somebody else singing because they didn't sing your song that Sunday. Just say hard to swallow. Just say hard to swallow. That y'all, y'all, y'all done seen them before the Pastor, that when somebody else sing a song and they ain't singing their song they got that look on their face Angle yeah. <laughs> <Aw, Yeah. inaudible> Rock out key on purpose They're coming in late on purpose Let somebody else shine yeah. 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 Great, great Matter of fact, let me go ahead and say this that the better you serve, the better you'll be served. If you just get it in your mind that David said, listen, I know that I've been anointed king, but I'm going to help you be the best king that you can be. Yeah, I'm going to help you get to your place. I'm going to help you serve better. And because I'm helping you, I just believe one day that God's going to elevate me and I'm going to need somebody to do for me what I'm doing for you. So when true ministry, watch what true ministry does because true ministry is supposed to revive True ministry is, is supposed to refresh. True ministry is supposed to refresh. True ministry is supposed to revive. When you come in the church, you shouldn't need heavier than when you came in. You should come in revived. I tell people all the time, man, you can't come to church uh, and uh, uh, let people see what's going on in the kitchen. Yeah, that's, that's one of my most favorite analogies. You can't let folk... Know what's going on in the kitchen. That's right. Truth of the matter is, if you went to your favorite restaurant and you saw what the kitchen looked like, you might not want to be there. Yeah, just go in and grab a seat and enjoy the meal. I want the people to come in and enjoy the work. They don't have to know that we always have about the fist fight in the back because we arguing over some stuff. That ain't their business. They just have like them sit down and enjoy the meal. I don't need you in the kitchen. Gotta be careful. You got to remove folk that bring folk into the kitchen. They ain't no been in kitchen, but they back there telling you, don't Yo, eat this nasty back there. You ever had any kind of folk? They walk at the restaurant and they going to tell you, you don't eat that there and little people nasty. I like the food. Don't tell me what go on with me. Amen. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody the other day showed me a picture of Johnny's Pizza Box with a raw chicken. And I, you know, I thought that they thought that I was gonna say, "Ooh, I grew up around that." Amen. Oh, y'all gonna not act money. Yeah, like you ain't had no listen. roaches going everywhere. That oh, that's a water bug. nah baby, that's a roach. Amen. That's a roach. Man, I'm trying to act like you ain't trying to ignore the roach when it ran by, and you still gonna eat? Yeah, I ain't worried about that, man. fix my. what's going on in the kitchen. I came to be revived and refreshed. go. Go to chapter 17. Let me finish this thing out. Let me show you what David says. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 17 that David now has another challenge. i close on this. He has another challenge that is presented before him. There's a man by the name of Goliath. Now understand that David has been anointed king. He's been serving Saul and his daddy still don't recognize his anointing. And so the Bible says that Goliath was calling out the armies of Israel and around verse 15 David's daddy tells him I need you to go feed your brother now. Like the fact though that David ain't too on his high horse because he's going back to keeping the sheep. His daddy calls him and says, Take your brother and them something to eat. And David is obedient because in this next season of your life, God will test your anointing to see if you're gonna still be obedient through what you're going. I know that I called you, but can you be obedient? So David says, I'll take it to him. So David begins to walk. To his brothers, the Bible says that he was taking his brother something to eat, and one of his brothers saw him. Yeah. Now, watch at verse 15. The Bible says, when David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. Yeah. He's been with Saul, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. but he's still faithful to yeah. his dad. Yeah. Yeah. He goes back and forth uh-huh. between the sheep uh-huh. and Saul. Yeah. 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 Because I'm called on me mean I can forget my responsibility. Yes. See, you got some people that get elevated and forget about the sheep. Yeah, you got some people that get elevated yeah. to a position pastor and they forget about the sheep. Yeah. And David says, I don't care where God take me, I still got to go back and take them. Yeah, yeah look at somebody and tell them, don't forget the sheep. Forget the sheep. So the Bible says... In verse 17, and Jesse said unto David, take your brother and them something to eat. In verse 18, as he was taking it unto them, the Bible says in verse 19 that they heard this man calling and wanted to fight with them. And around verse 28, watch what it says. The Bible says that Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard what he was saying. Now this is the same Eliab who was there when David was anointed king. But he says, I ain't ready for you to be king. And so I'm going to hate on what you're trying to do. Who you left them sheep with? Who are trying to bring you back Yeah Yeah, he wasn't worried about the sheep He was trying to kill David's anointing Yeah Yeah, you got to be careful Because I need to serve notice on you That you have to be careful people who are assigned to kill your anointing There are some people in your family Just going to let it sink in There are some people in your family That the enemy has hired to kill your anointing There are some people that are close to you if he gonna use somebody, he gonna use nobody. You can't stand. He'll use somebody that's close to you. Somebody that's gonna hurt when you find out they betray you. Somebody that's gonna hurt you when you find out they're talking about you. But you got to get out your feelings. You got to get out of your emotions because you have an assignment and an anointing. And if what they were saying couldn't stop you before, it ain't gonna stop you now. David says to Iliad "Get on out my face." The Bible says he turned to somebody else and said, what is going to be done for the man that kills this uncircumcised Philistine? All right. yeah. Verse 32. David said to Saul, let no man, let no man's heart be troubled because of this uncircumcised Philistine. You got to kiss this. He said, your servant, you can't never forget your ministry. Yeah, he says, whatever you need me to be, King, if you need me to sweep the floor, I sweep the floor. You need me to be an usher, I'll be an usher. You need me to play the keyboard, I can't do it, but I will play the keyboard. You need me to sing the cry, I can't sing, but I will do it. Whatever you need me to do, he said, you know what, everybody else is scared. He said, I played the heart when you had an evil spirit. He says, if you let me, I'll go out and fight this uncircumcised Philistine. I'll go out there and I'll fight David right. understood this one thing. That's right. My time he is now. Right. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Listen to me. Your elevation mm-hmm. is going to come at the greatest point of opposition. That's yeah. right. But everything that you've gone through in the field yeah. is preparing yes, you yes. for that's right. this opposition. Right. Yes. David said, I have a testimony, Saul. So yes. See, you will leave there with Come me. On down. See, David wrote a song. It's 107 and 2. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Y'all ain't going to kiss this thing until I'm halfway back. He said, I need you to understand something. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. David said, see, I've been in battle before Saul. been into some battles before. I've been through some things before and you got to understand that God saved me from the paw of the lion. He rescued me from the paw of the bear, and he's going to save me from the hand of this Philistine. He said, I've been in the hand of the enemy before. And the same God that delivered me from the lion and the bear is the same God that's going to deliver me from this uncertain. Uncircum- the same God. Don't matter about the storm, it's the same God. Don't matter about the trial, it's the same God. Don't matter about the sickness, it's the same. God. The sickness, it's the same one. said, I ain't scared of. It's my time. I'm not there with them sheep long enough. Keeping them long enough. It's time for everybody to know who David is. Yes. David says, I didn't come for show, but I got an anointing. And because of the anointing, I can't lose. Come on. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says something like this Thanks be unto God who causes us to triumph in all things. I need you to understand that the same push and rush that was on David is now in you I think they missed it see let let me go back and finish this thing out for you because the spirit could only come upon David if David was able to do what he could do with the spirit being upon him what should we be able to do with the spirit in us and he can defeat Goliath with the spirit upon him what time can it stand? And He's in us. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. You're praying for that. Amen. It's my time. My time. It's now. But you've been thinking that God was going to fight it for you. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm just sure God going to fix it. The Lord said, He'll make a way. Uh, (laughs) I'm just trying to be faithful, be steadfast and unmovable. Listen, even Jehoshaphat, when the Bible said that he prophesied to him and told him, This battle is not yours, watch what he said. He said, But you still have need to show up tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, see, some of us had been showing up. You just you to leave in your prayer closet, but you ain't been showing up. You got to show up on your job like you already got the victory. You got to show up in your house knowing you already got the victory. You can't just pray and leave your closet and then think, okay, God, you got to show up. Yeah. Yeah, so some what's happening now, you can go ahead and play this lesson. You got to understand what's going to happen now because what's going to happen now is you're going to face Goliath. Yeah. and God wants to see if you're going to say to Goliath what you said to Saul All right. God wants to see if you're going to say to Goliath what you said to Saul yeah. Yeah. it's easy to say it in a sanctuary yeah. 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 yeah you can say I'm delivered God is able I'm healed but when you go to the doctor's office and they give you a bad diagnosis can you say it in the face of Goliath Now yeah, you can shout my time is now while we're in the confines of these padded pews and padded chairs. But when you step outside of here and trouble slaps you in the face, can you say it in the face of the life? My time is in you. You're going to be brought into the presence of kings. Yeah. you got to believe this. That you don't have to have the same education as anybody else. You don't have to have the same qualifications as everybody else. you got an anointing. Woo. Jesus. And favor is going to do more than a degree. Okay. Favor is going to do more than a promotion cause people to bless you and keep you in the same position. They won't even understand why they're blessing you. You won't get the promotion, they'll just come and say, we're going to bless you right where you are. A couple of, couple of months ago, I had a man come to me, one of my deacons. I did something in church and I told him we we're going to pay 12. I said, "If you got 12, whatever the 12 is, $12, 12 cents, a dollar twenty cent. Just pay whatever you're gonna pay. It was in the month of December, the Lord was dealing with about the number 12. And one of my deacons, I think he told me he gave $12. See, it ain't the size of the seat. You just need a seat. And so he gave $12. They called him in the office Monday. He gave it Sunday. They called him in there Monday and told him we're gonna give you a 5% raise. He celebrated. Said glory to God. Thank you. All this good stuff. For no reason. Yeah. They just called me in and said we're giving you 5% raise. Said they called him back Tuesday and said we made a mistake. It's supposed to be 12%. Yeah. So they added 7 to the five. Yeah. 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 Promoted him yeah. in the same position. Yeah. Yeah. We just gonna give you more money. Yeah.